to another episode of That's A Wrap Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jay Rosales, joining you from the bowels of my basement. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's the right use of the terminology. Uh, Dre and Jay are with me. How are you guys doing today? Um, Not near any bowels, I could tell you that much, uh, but we're doing all right. How are you doing, Jason? <laughs> I like how mature we are. Uh, no, we're doing good. I mean, as much, you know, as, as well as we can, you know, trying to keep healthy, trying to keep safe. And I hope all you guys are also doing the same thing. Anyone who's listening, I hope you guys are staying safe. Uh, but uh, before we start, this is a That's A Rep podcast. You can find us on That's A Rep Pod on Twitter. And also, we just started a Instagram account so follow us there at that's a rap podcast uh you'll just see some raptor stuff or some clips of our past episodes or episodes that we've been featured on so totally check us out there follow us on there and give us a virtual high five nice and uh on today's episode um you know as as, as we all know we're all currently in our homes and trying to stay indoors and you know we, we encourage you all if you're listening please continue to practice that i know it's it's a bit hard to be inside and it yes. kind of gets boring, but that's what we're here for. We're here to support each other and make sure that we're all staying safe and staying healthy. Um, and something that's been kind of keeping us all entertained are all kinds of memes on, on Twitter and on social <laughs> media. And I love I how you... we're all a sucker of that too. Absolutely. Like I, mm-hmm. I think I've tagged you guys multiple times on like, you know, list your top five albums and tag five other people or... Uh, pick your best, I don't know, Raptors of all time lineup if I give you $15 or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. these are floating around everywhere. And um, I had this idea the other day or last week about wanting to do something very similar. Now, the one that's been kind of popular lately has been the whole quarantine house. And, you know, would you want to be in a house with Drake and Pascal Siakam or Kyle Lowry and Kawhi Leonard or whatever? So I thought there's all these different quarantine houses, but... What about an isolation room, right? Because that's also a possibility that someone mm-hmm. could be trapped in a room. Well, not trapped, but like in isolation for two weeks. I know we saw that several Raptors had to put themselves uh, in isolation. I know Eric Smith was isolating himself from his family for yeah. two weeks. So it kind of got me thinking, like, what if you were in isolation? Like, what? You, you're not with anyone, right? So what if, what if you're in a room and your television could only play four specific Raptors events on an endless loop. What would that be like? What would you choose? And that's that's kind of where we're going to start this episode with. Yes, sir. So if you guys haven't seen this, you can find us on Raptors HQ. Uh, uh, look up, uh, look up ISO. Look, I guess ISO room or whatever Jay Rosales is 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 uh, typing up. But this is incredible. But there's basically like I don't even know where you found this. Like you got a uh, a layout, a blueprint of like an apartment building, I guess. And then <laughs> you, you like took out everything, basically like the washer and the washrooms and the, the bedroom and everything. And then you said, choose your isolation room. There's four rooms. And it's really interesting because you, you put of, of the four rooms, each room has four different games, right? And I'm sure you're going to explain it better, but like it's four different games, but they're all specific uh they're they're raptors games or at least raptor centric and but they have different uh, i guess uh there's definitions to it like there's a reason behind all four games can you explain that too yeah i figured if if we were going to do an isolation room and really make it debatable you can't just put one room with all championship run games versus one game uh, a season full of 
a room full of games from the 1998 right. season. It's not going to be a fair decision. So right. each room has uh, four different events, one of which is a gut punch game, a game that you just can't, you know, you, you think about it and you just get PTSD because it's such a horrible game to, to be a part of or watch. <laughs> you pick some good ones. Uh, sec- yeah, and, this, and thanks to some of your help, guys. Uh, so the, the second game is a... Um, the return a return of, of sorts. Yeah, return of the X, definitely. Um, and most of them have had kind of similar and 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 uh, I guess negative results, but those were included. Then we have one of two other games. One is a regular season all-time event. It could be an event or a game, and then finally a playoff all-timer. So these are the ones that you would probably rewatch over and over again but then if you put all this together into a room you've got a mixed bag right you've got mm-hmm. at least one event that you definitely don't want to be watching at least one event that you want to watch every single second of right so um it was a lot of fun putting this together and um yeah i guess yeah i think this is uh, this is so much fun because if you watch or when you go through a season you're going to go through a season of ups and downs right it's not going to be like a complete utter oh, i mean so many only so many teams can do like a 72 and 73 season right a la chicago or golden state but for for this you're like you want to have a mixed bag of emotions you want to go through the lows so you can feel the highs if you have everything that's like every game is going to be so good then you're like okay this is great this one's also great and like there's that feeling is going to be missed but if you go through it again and then you see like a a gut punch punched game you're like you remember what that felt like and then you go through like you said the, the when we won a championship you're going to remember that feeling and also i just want to shout out both tsn and sportsnet when they the rerun of the championship run was a lot of fun and it just finished um i, I think a few days ago they also did like a rewatch of the parade too which was crazy uh, oh they did crazy. i missed that oh. they, they did just not not like the entirety because the entirety was like eight hours long <laughs> right? well i mean what else are they showing so why not <laughs> yeah that's true that's true but i mean it it, it was just because i was there i know dre you were there too i don't know jay were you actually at the parade oh yeah i was there you were there so it, it's it's interesting seeing it at different perspective where one you're not starving in in the heat right <laughs> and two you're, right. you're kind of seeing like the entire uh parade as it happens and then you see the crowd and you saw on like on the forum or i think it was the like qew or something like that, um, yeah, yeah. where they uh people stopped in their cars uh from the highway got out of their cars to watch the parade on Lakeshore and the you see the traffic just backed up because of all these cars that were stopped and it's and it's incredible because that day was like the the day stopped can or Toronto at least stopped for for those hours and it was just really cool obviously during the time of you know social distancing it's not it's not the same anymore and it's kind of kind of it's a it's a little weird to be like oh my god i can't believe we're all stuck in 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 such tight spaces tight confined spaces uh but now you know it's it's kind of fun to re-watch it all and yeah i just wanted to say shout out to sportsnet and and tsn to to letting us relive that again yeah i agree those, those were it was it's really been a fun last couple of weeks to have to to relive and you know on that note of reliving let's let's yeah. dive right into these rooms okay so it. here's what i'm going to do is i'm going to kind of list through what each what uh, we'll go one room at a time so i'll list the first room uh give a quick 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 like one sentence thing about each game and then we'll just dive into it and then kind of relive it ourselves and, and say what we remember of those games and the yeah, other sure 
other ideas around that. So room number one, uh, the first game on there is game one of the 2019 playoffs. This was against Orlando. Lots of hype going into this one. Um, and, you know, it was it was the anticipation of what will playoff Kawhi look like. And, well, it didn't end so go great. And, uh, you know, a, a simple screen mismatch or a, a, a mix-up on a screen with Gasol and Kawhi led to a wide-open game-winning three from DJ Augustine. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the gut-punch game of that one. Um, next one in that room is Tracy McGrady's return. Um, you know what? I don't really remember this, to be honest. I guess it. You know what? I, actually, of all the returns I listed, this one I remember the most because I was actually at the game. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and I remember how loud that crowd was and how much hatred there was towards T Mac. So, um, so that's the second game on here. Um, that also did not end too well. Uh, T Mac had a great game and they ended up winning. Um, the third event. Now, here's where it starts to get positive. These are the types of things you want to rewatch. And over here, we have. The 2000 Slam Dunk Contest. Ooh. Now that is, I, I would, I would argue that like before the championship run, that probably was the most rewatched event of anything in Raptors history. So we have that in the room, and then finally to finish off the room, we have Game Seven in the 2016 Eastern Conference Semifinals against the Miami Heat, where the Raptors just blew away the Miami Heat and made their first trip to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, so yeah, that's that's the room in a nutshell. Um, mm-hmm. Dre, let's start off with you. What are your thoughts about the room? Like any specific game jumping out to you? Like what do you what do you think about the the composition of this room? One thing not to forget about Game One in Orlando was that Kyle Lowry, if I'm not mistaken, got zero points. Zero. So yes. there's that frustration as well. So um, this is an interesting bag because the game seven versus Miami that's the one where we blowed them out of the water right it was like the first playoff game in Raptors history where it's like oh my god we're not just winning we're dominating this is like a celebration yeah so and it would be the first time going to the conference finals too true so I mean that that in itself is great the dunk contest is very sentimental um however we'll get to all of them in general but in terms of like the events this is hit or miss because I think this is an event where it's short compared to the other ones, so it might get tiresome pretty quickly, whereas it's something you like to reflect on as opposed to be shoved in a room for for eternity. And as for the return of Tracy McGrady, to me that's a little bittersweet because it's interesting, but it's also one of the biggest what-ifs in NBA history, so it's like it's not so much the return of the greatest Raptor ever. It's more so like, a, well, we could have had him and we didn't, you know, he left it during his prime, and now he's back. That's kind of it. That's the kind of the way I see it, where some of the other returns were like, oh, my God, this feels like... Okay, so to put it into perspective, once we get to the other returns, the other ones feel like exes you've dated for years. This one kind of feels like, oh, I, I went on a date with her once or twice, and now she's with the other guy. Oh, well, like, that's the way I kind yeah, of that's see a good, it myself. That's a good but... analogy. That's a good analogy. This one is, is interesting, too. Like... I'll preface to say that I don't think I would have chosen this one, but now looking back at it, I I don't like T Mac to me. Um, he wasn't so much like he he definitely played as a raptor, but he, that he was a teenager. Like he only played what a couple of seasons. So to me, like his raptors that, tenure too, yeah. was yeah was really really small. So him like I know that he wanted to play in Orlando. He wanted mm-hmm. to, honestly he did the Kawhi. He wanted to go home, <laughs> right? And I I don't know I don't I, I guess I don't fault him for it. But he didn't even play as a raptor for very long. So mm-hmm. it's not too much of a 
uh, uh, revenge game or a detriment of, 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 of the fan base. And I guess, like, it sucks to know, like, that is one of the biggest what if if Vince Carter and, and T-Mac kind of stuck together. But, like, in this mm-hmm. one, you have the dunk contest, which I would argue is still probably the most uh, rewatched dunk contest on, like, YouTube. And, oh, yeah. in, and like, the, I remember, too, about that Game 7 uh win over Miami like how many of those get in the in that five-year span of like Damar JV Lowry and and uh, Casey how many of those playoff games were either us being blown out or or us winning in a really close game this was like one of the first times where we blew out a team and also advanced to the conference finals where we've never been to so that was such a monumental moment for us I double thinking this room I know that game one dagger dagger really sucks so it's almost like the positive in this room outweigh the negative a lot. And so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm double thinking of that. I'm keeping this on the, on, on my radar room. Number one. I, I agree that, um, you know, this is, this is something if, if we had this isolation room, let's say last year at this time, this probably would have been everyone's choice because to your point, right, this was, these were monumental moments in Raptors history, but now a year later, so much has happened that, the significance of the game seven win over Miami is is not as huge, right? And the significance of of uh, Vince Carter's dunk contest win is, while still memorable, it's uh, you know it's kind of been buried, right? Um, it, I, I guess it has been resurrected recently because as we'll we hopefully we'll talk about later. I mean, Vince Carter's uh, this would have been Vince Carter's last week in the NBA, um, yeah. last game, so. I'm sure that a lot of people are re-watching the dunk contest right now. But yeah, I agree. I think that this is a bit underwhelming considering the other rooms we're about to talk about. So um, I guess on that note, let's move on to room number two. Um, room number two, our gut punch game was a doozy. Game one, 2018 against Cleveland. This one sucks. This one sucked. Oh, uh, oh gosh. <laughs> all the gut punch games sucked, but this one sucked because it was uh, the, the Raptors had... Uh, again, since we're talking about first, the first time the Raptors had ever claimed the number one seed in the conference. And mm-hmm. this was a time where, you know, the anticipation that the Raptors could finally get through Cleveland and get through LeBron is finally here. We have home court advantage and we've got uh, the Cavaliers against the ropes here. And with about what seemed like eight different chances in the final seconds, including wide open threes for Fred Van Vliet. Um, tip misses by JV in at point blank range. The uh, Raptors could not pull this one out. So I re I rewatched uh, this a couple of times. Not not because why you know, why I, would you do that? <laughs> no, because. <laughs> Because are are so, you pugnacious? Do you so like I could. I don't. Right? Do I hate myself for this? No, it's because I not. I want to remember like how close we are, how close we were, and then finally realizing that we've we've made it to that that milestone. This one hurt so much because of all the things that you said. But talk about that. It, it was a wide open three for Fred Van Vliet. It was a tip. I think the it tips. was rebounded from CJ Miles. <laughs> who didn't come down but also try to like float it back up when he got the rebound double tip by jv and also a missed shot by by uh damar so you're talking about five to six tries and that was just regulation and then in overtime yes. 
Fred Van Vliet missed an open three again in the dying seconds. So yeah, it's, that, it's there insane. were a lot of chances for us. I want to say this this was obviously hurt a lot more. But another one that I really remember is: Do you remember when uh, there was? I think it was a regular season game, and Chris Bosh all he had to do was dunk it, but he decided oh. to like lay it in. Oh, right he decided to lay it basket. in. Oh, yeah, and gosh. he missed it, and he was so mad at himself. And then he crouched down, much like how JB crouched down after he realized that he missed the missed the tip, and well, you just should have dunked it. You just should have dunked it. You're seven foot yeah. something, and you you're you just have to hop to dunk, but. All right. Anyways, let's not reminisce about the bad times. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sure we'll Clearly, get more into that. That's a traumatic one. game because we already fixated on it. Let's get to the positive. I know exactly. Well, let's get let's get to another traumatic one. How about Vince Carter's return? Because that's next in this room. Oh, uh, this this room really does hit you in the nuts uh, as you get in. As, so, 2005. Uh, you know, Vince Carter cries his way out of the uh, off of the Raptors franchise. Uh, he was hurt multiple times. He was, um, you know, he was, whether it was he was hurt or whether the team was just underperforming, it was just a mixed bag of bad luck there with, with VC and the Raps. He gets traded away for what for felt nothing. like pe- pennies on the <laughs> dollar. Literally yeah. pennies, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and then he comes back, and not only that, like, he, he obviously gets booze left, right, and center. It's just, it's a, it's a, quite a visceral scene and they still walk away with the victory that is probably i don't know if i would say that's even worse than the gut punch game in there where we lost to the the cavaliers so that's a horrible first two games that you're watching there this wasn't um, one of the uh, game winners that vince carter had against us after no not this one not okay. this one which is which is really unfortunate because that means that vince carter is burned the raptors multiple yeah, times multiple but he, times, you're right this is not the one where he hit the, at least the buzzer like beater five <laughs> yeah there was the there was the buzzer beater from like almost half court there was the one where the alley the playoffs dunk. and those were two different games and this is, <laughs> he just he really took it to us so this is his return not the greatest if anyone well, wants um, to remember this uh he got traded for Aaron williams Eric Williams, Alon's morning, who didn't want to play for the Toronto Raptors, and two first-round draft picks. Which, which God I believe both nothing. draft picks didn't turn up any. Yeah, didn't turn up anything either. So it yeah. was, yeah, really horrible. <laughs> Oof. Oh um, I don't know if it was it's that like trade trading your Cadillac for like a horse that's missing a leg, like <laughs> <laughs> or like a Honda Civic. But like that, that's the thing. Oh, is like I think which is I want to say that <laughs> I want to say that the the it may have been this trade specifically. But this is where the NBA instituted a rule where if you uh, refuse to play for the team you're traded for, you're not allowed to sign with your previous team until like a f- the following season. Uh, I don't know if it was, it was this trade specifically that, that put the onset of that rule, but like it was something that was put in place shortly after this trade. Um, okay, moving on, because the, the two games following yes. this were very, very memorable. The first one being uh, 1996 the the Raptors very first season in the league and they upset the Chicago Bulls who would later go on to finish with the best regular season record at least at that time of 72 wins but of their 10 losses one of them was to the Toronto Raptors who were in their first season this was uh I I would say even to this day even despite all the championship games that happened last year this is still a, a top five memorable Raptors game in history. So yeah. we've got that one up there. 
problem is the Bulls don't uh, remember then, this at all. They just remember the six feet. <laughs> but the Raptors will remember this. Raptors fans remember this for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And the final game in this room we have is Game Five of the Milwaukee Bucks last season. This is when this, the series turned. This is when Fred Van Vliet Senior became a thing. This is when, um, you know, the the Raptors were supposed to lose, but they just refused to. And Kawhi Leonard had a huge game. As mentioned, Fred Van Vliet had hit some huge shots. And this is when, I believe, everyone started to believe that this Raptors team could actually win the whole thing. Not just win the series against the Bucks, but they had what that it factor. And that this was a team of destiny. So there's your games, boys. What are your thoughts? Um, okay. So this one hurts. <laughs> this one is <laughs> this one's almost a little bit too painful to take as as a room that I want to be isolated in. Um the 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 booze is, is gonna be fine. Everyone wearing bibs of Vince Carter. That's that's great. I mean, uh we he's no no there's like no longer any virtual towards vc so i'm just thinking about today's standard but like it, it'd be kind of fun to watch to see where the raptors have come from the uh 96 bulls upset is is obviously monumental but i don't think any of us would kind of remember it that feeling because i don't know we would we never watched it i just i see highlights of it over and over again i remember that they had to play in uh, they played in the sky dome and out of the 10 games that the bulls lost of that season we were one of them that's pretty cool and of course, that Milwaukee season, uh, it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't, uh, we didn't win the series there, uh, but it was nice to know that we were in that building in that series the first two times and lost. And then we came back to sweep them. So that, that game, and one of those games was obviously in Milwaukee. So that game is, is a lot of fun. But that Cleveland game one series, that is just a scab that just keeps on bleeding. <laughs> it never just, it never heals. I don't think it ever will because just thinking about that JV tip, just dunk the damn ball. Just dunk I, I had it, a feeling man. this one, this one would really hurt you because you're the one who suggested to me this game. So yeah, yeah, I was yeah, the I one feel who was like, like this one would stick. If anyone said, give me one of your worst uh, memories of Raptors or an upset game, this is the number one for me every time and i do not want to be isolated in this room let's put it that way <laughs> yeah so uh the the con is obviously that cleveland game sucks the like it's not even just the fact that we lost it's that the fact that we painfully lost and it's you know the trauma that goes with it as a raptors fan lebron to raptors demar to frozen like all of that crap we've endured for years is epitomized in either this game or another one in another room, which we'll get to. So it's like, which of those is the worst of the two? And this this could be one of them, because it's like the first game, and it's like, oh, we're going to do this. We're the first of the conference, and we suck. Like, it's it's so infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I'm moving on. So they did Vince Carter's return, which I would argue out of all the returns that we have, and we'll get to the rest later, is the worst as a Raptors fan, because it's kind of just like, Hey, look at me! I'm doing so well. What about you guys? Uh, you know, we're scraping by. You know, but yeah. <laughs> keep in mind that Vince Carter never won a ring. We eventually <laughs> did. So yeah, there's but also Vince Carter's to gonna be—he's gonna be down uh, in the list, on the short list of players that are so good that should have won a ring but never did. Like Steve Nash. Potentially, uh, I've seen a lot Charles of debate o about Charles that Barkley because. And stuff like that. I've seen a lot of debate about that because of his ability to like 
leverage a team high enough because like the furthest he ever got was with the magic right what yeah he never finals? made he's never made a finals you mean that you mean that nope yeah he's i don't think he made the they finals? didn't make the conference finals in dallas no i don't even no. know i'll be honest uh actually he must have made the conference finals with new jersey i don't know i'm just guessing with dwight howard Oh, with Orlando? Either way, he, no, he I don't never think, made it super... Yeah, I thought it was with... Was it, who was it with? Somebody. We, we will look this up, folks. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to look this up. We should have looked this up I'm looking this up as we speak. Uh, either way, I will, I will continue with my piece. So, yes. the Bulls upset is interesting because we don't have a memory about it, but that's perchance why it could be an interesting pick because you get to live this Raptors history for, for the first time and then relive it and relive it. And it's a cool staple because it's like, you can reflect on like how far we've come if you compare it to the Milwaukee game. And, you know, it's the very first year. So there's also the variety that we have going on. It's a completely different Raptors team, completely different look, completely different jerseys amidst the four games. I don't know. To me, that's pretty cool. So there's at least that as well. And it's a monumental occasion. So... Then we have the Milwaukee game, where Kawhi dunked multiple times on Giannis. We have the Milwaukee game, where Fred Van Zenier goes nuts. We have the Milwaukee game, where it's the fourth in the sweep, where we swept them, and it was our first time going to the finals. I don't know, to me, that's one hell of a winner. So this mm. is a bit of a tough room, because the highs are so high, but the lows really suck. So yeah. And just to... to... To answer the Vince Carter question, he's only been to the conference finals once. It was with Orlando, and they bowed out in six games go. to the Celtics. Yeah. That's it. That's as close as he's ever got. Was that the year of the Celtics and the Lakers in the finals? Uh, the yes. Kobe fifth? Uh, they lost to the Lakers in seven. Yes. Yes. Right on. So he's never made it further. That sucks. All right. Well done. All right. Well, yes. before we All jump right. more, go back more into a rabbit hole. <laughs> what, what about room number three, Jay? All right. So going into room number three. Uh, now this is a different kind of gut punch game. Um, game four against the Wizards in 2015. The Raptors and Wizards were. It was, I guess it was expected to be a little bit tighter than it actually was. The Raptors were the four seed. The Wizards were the five. The Raptors swept the Wizards in the regular season. And yet the Wizards come away with a sweep. Um, and this game four was a gut punch if there ever was one. Uh, it was a blowout from the start. And it just sucks even more because it was in Washington after Paul Pierce had said after game two that they're not flying back to Toronto for game five. So the fact that it was two Paul Pierce too uh, really sucks. So that one is your gut punch game. The return game we go to is, I guess it kind of harkens back to the TMAC one where it wasn't so much as, you know, as as uh, loud or as definitely not as visceral as the one where Vince Carter or, or TMAC came back. But Chris Bosh's return with the Miami Heat, um, Chris Bosh uh, left the team because he saw greener pastures down south in, in South Beach and formed that super team with LeBron mm -hmm. and Dwayne Wade. So there was a lot of jeering in this game, but it wasn't necessarily just for Bosch. It was also kind of towards uh, LeBron James. So anyways, it was a game that uh, Miami Heat came in and they defeated the Raptors quite easily. Another not so great game to, to, to watch as a Raptors fan. Um, but the two games that follow that were, again, all-timers. We've got the first game in Raptors history, the um, opening night, November 3rd of, two th of 1995. Uh, against the New Jersey Nets. 
and uh, the final game in that room is uh, game six against the Warriors. That's the clincher, and uh, we the champs. So that's definitely something that you'd want to rewatch over and over again. So, Dre, I think it's you. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, what do you think of the room? Well, this one is very interesting because to me, the Washington game sucks as a Raptors fan because I remember Paul Pierce sitting on like a Game of Thrones throne, like the, what's it called? The, the one with all the swords. I remember him doing that and saying, no, I'm the king of the north. Yeah. And, oh, right. And, and all the thrones, memes that yeah. came out and then he's like yeah. sitting on the throne and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I awesome. remember the front page of the Toronto Star was like just a picture of Kyle Lowry with his hand over his face kind of like in shock of what happened and that's it i don't even think it had any words if it did there weren't many and Jeez. um that that was rough because you know it, it answered to so many things of like are the raptors remotely good enough and at that point it didn't seem like they were then you get the miami return of, of chris bosh and yeah, that one's a little bit strange because so many people were thankful for him for what he did anyway, and he didn't take the coward's way out. But they were also bitter because he joined the super team, so it's it's a mixed bag. Then we have the 95 Raptors first game, which reminds me of my answer to the Bulls upset. You got this variety, and it's like this monumental occasion. You get to compare with the difference of how the NBA televised sports the Raptors, the courts, the jerseys, everything, how different it was compared to now, which takes us to the fleeting, brilliant, fantastic memory of the 19 Game 6 versus Golden State Warriors, which I would love to revisit that game, anxiety and all, a thousand times over, and that's all mm-hmm. I'm going to say about that. Jason, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree on you. This one was a very strong one because you have the first game ever for the Raptors and then not saying the last game but the last time we've, that we've won the championship and or at least I guess not the last time but hopefully not the last time <laughs> what I'm saying <laughs> is like basically the the we were at the beginning and now we're at the pinnacle and it's those two the combination of that uh supersedes whatever negativity it is it's it's fantastic to know that we've come this far in such a short period of time because let's be real 25 years as a franchise is not a very long time and we've gone through a lot of crap since then a lot of it and now we we won so how can you not take one of the rooms that that where you see kyle lowry raising that larry ob and it, it, what i when i was watching that a uh, replay uh of on sports or i think it was tsn you could see when larry tannenbaum rose up the larry ob of course of course the owners are going to 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 take charge first but then the first player that took it was serge Ibaka, and serge Ibaka, instead of raising it himself he gave it to kyle lowry and that moment right there just the giving it to his brother knowing that kyle lowry has been here through the thick and thin and seeing him raise it and everyone around him masai ujiri around serge Ibaka, danny green norman powell everybody around him just knows the sentimental feeling of Kyle Lowry raising the first player to raise Larry O'B for the Raptors. That moment is incredible and I'll relive that over and over again no matter what. I don't care what other games we have in that room. That that one is is up there obviously for, for all Raptors fans. Yeah, and just to, to add, quickly add to what you guys said I think that that game six against the Warriors is so, so rewatchable that that alone would make me want to choose this yeah. room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still do have one more room. And 
this one at least you know i will preface by saying that so far there was the, the replies i've been getting i've been seeing is for this room specifically um, not overwhelming but i am seeing more replies that people are choosing room number four hmm. um, so the first game in that one is uh, what i would say is the worst gut punch game of them all at least in my opinion, uh, 2016, Game 5 versus Cleveland. Ugh. The Raptors had tied up the series at 2, and it almost seemed like they had you know, hit a certain spot, that they were ready to make that next step. And the Cleveland Cavaliers just laid it down and said, nope, you are nowhere near championship <laughs> yeah. level, and destroyed the Raptors by 38 points. Um, this was ugly to watch from beginning to end. Um, from there, we go over to February of last year, where DeMar DeRozan returns. And uh, this was a very, very enjoyable game to watch, only because, partially because it's the only return game listed here where the Raptors actually won. Um, but this was also one of those games where, and you're going to notice this throughout the room, it was very nail-biting mm -hmm. um, to the very, very end. Uh, following this, we have the... Uh, probably the greatest regular season victory uh, in franchise history, I would argue. Mm -hmm. um, and it was the 30-point comeback against the Dallas Mavericks, uh, which just happened in December. Uh, following that, the final game, I'm just going to say two words. The shot. Yes. So what do you guys think? I think, Jason, you're up. What do you guys What do you <laughs> think don't... of this room? I don't fault anybody for taking this one just because like if you're talking about the the hardest gut punch yeah I, I guess so and uh the i guess the mass comeback it, it might not have been the best uh regular season game franchise history but it was the biggest comeback that's for damn sure yes and i, I should have said that you're right the only reason why i i wouldn't choose that as i i don't fault anyone for choosing number four obviously but i just i just feel like all of that is uh the you know at least the last four years and if you wanted to have like a mismatch or of of you know the raptors of all and and feeling all the all the highs and all the lows you would probably want a more more mixture of it so mm -hmm. the shot's going to be going to be up there in everybody's mind and it should be framed in every raptors the you know living room or, or office or, or anything like that but but again to me i think this is more of the the most recent and more like recent bias so i think this is a great one no no questions asked this is such a fantastic uh, one to rewatch and the rewatchability of it all but you know what I, I don't think i'd pick number four interesting dre what do you think of this room uh first off are we gonna quickly say what rooms we pick after yeah we yeah yes, definitely yes, absolutely yeah okay so i'll i'll hold my comment on that in a second so room four i I'm glad you brought up what you said, Jason, because that's exactly my sentiments. I have a feeling this is a popular pick because this is, for like, especially for newer Raptors fans, this is the one that makes the most sense because there's not that much history to this. It's mostly, uh, yeah, within the last four years. So you're looking at the LeBron problem that we had. You're looking at DeRozan returning. You're looking at a comeback, which happened just this season. And you're looking at the shot, which is coming up to a year old. It's not a year yet. It's almost there. And the DeMar DeRozan return is very bittersweet because, you know, you want to see the guy doing really well. So seeing a game like this was very interesting. The Mavs comeback is a fantastic comeback, I'll say that. And as a Mavericks fan, that, this kind of entices me a little bit because I, I love the Mavericks. So I get a Mavericks game in there too. Nice. Um, but the main thing, and I've got to ask one question about the Cleveland game. Is this the one where Bismarck Biombo was like fouled out at like the beginning of the game? It's possible. I 
It, 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 we, it was a hard one. We probably, I, was, I we didn't probably bother watching it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, we probably <laughs> all tried is, to take it away from our minds. <laughs> if it is, I absolutely refuse until we get to the last quarter where we got our asses kicked only because that was the moment that Kyle Lowry became my all time favorite Raptor where he never gave up. They were down by like 20, I think, at one point. He continued oh, yeah. to bust his ass. Mm -hmm. He did not oh, yeah, give up right. one iota. And even though this gut punch sucks, that is so rewarding to watch as a Raptors fan because you get to see a team that never, ever gave up. And to me, especially led by Kyle Lowry, to me, that's important. So, um, and then you have the shot, which is, in my opinion, at least considerably one of the greatest Raptors moments of all time. If not for me, it's my personal favorite because, oh my God, I could relive that again and again and again. However, you have to consider, is the rest of the game worth it? And I say, hell yes, that's one hell of a game. Also, I, I'm a Philly fan, but even if I wasn't, oh my God, that's like, in recent memory, if you looked at all of the playoff games of all of the teams and you made a top 10, I think that's in the top 10 of all teams of the decade. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What a, that's one mm -hmm. hell of a playoff game. I think that down the, to like the one, final seconds. And the best thing is like you, you kind of hit it on the head there, Dre is like, do you want to sit through an entire game of anxiety and like the Raptors trailing, let's say like as, as they were in the Dallas game or even late in the Spurs game or just that game seven against the Sixers. If you remove that shot, that game was extremely unwatchable. Because the defense was yeah. so solid that you know, players were missing. Yeah, left, right, and center. So, like, um, I would argue that, like, there's way too much anxiety <laughs> included in Game 4. There's not enough winning. Like, there are definitely memorable moments. Like, the 30-point comeback was all clumped together in this nine-minute stretch. The The right. Philly game was really remembered for the shot. And the DeMar game was remembered for Kyle Lowry steal and Kawhi's dunk in the final second. So really, there's a whole lot of losing and anxiety there. So I don't know if I would choose that room. And I think that's my way of segueing into what do you guys think? What would you what room would you choose? Trey, Jay, you go let's ahead start first. with you. Oh, OK, OK. okay. Um, so, yeah, again, I didn't think the room number two would be too uh, sufficient for me. I double thought about room number one. Because that that one's interesting, just mainly because of the dunk contest and also the feeling of going to the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time, which is which a milestone for us. Room number four, uh, it was a little bit too uh, recency biased for me, so I'm gonna stick with room number three. Mm -hmm. That was the one with uh, uh, the Washington. We we got uh, swept by them. Uh, the Chris Bosh return, which is kind of interesting because that was the first time that the Raptors got to see the Heatles. Uh, and then I, I'd like to, I, it would be great. It's just the, the monumental moment of, of seeing like the, the Raptor, the mascot coming out of a dinosaur egg, you know what I mean? In, in the sky dome. It's just, it's just so, so cool to, to see everything see everything in purple and the stripes. And everything. at that time it would have been so, uh, so cliquey and so weird, but now it's like, oh, that's nice and retro. And then now, uh, you get into watch the rewatch the the, I guess the trophy, the game six. I I take that room, uh, over all of them. I'm also gonna go with room number three, and here's why. The Washington game sucks, but here's the thing, with the other Cleveland games in room two and four, we'll always have that what if. What if LeBron never left and he stayed here? Would we still make it out of the East? We'll never know. It's this big pain in the ass where it's like LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. He's basically the Bulls of of our era where it's like so many people didn't win championships because they had to face through him. Orlando in room number one, we ended up demolishing, so that doesn't matter. 
so here's why I'm going with room number three in terms of its weakness. You know, that, that one gut punch game. Because Paul Pierce is an idiot now. The Washington <laughs> Wizards suck now. So knowing what's shortly to come after this, I honestly don't mind jeering the entire time. But look, Paul Pierce is one of the greatest players of his position of our time. But as an analyst, the guy's a nutbag. He's clearly either a troll or he's just insane. You know, th this is a guy who who off and had to be taken out of a game. So whatever. So we have uh, room number three. I, I, in terms of the weakness, whatever. Then you have the Miami game where Bosch returned, which is you know bittersweet because of you know Bosch, how I feel about him. I, I personally am fine with him. You know how Raptors fans feel about him. But as a Mavericks fan, I know this Miami team's not going to win at all. So I don't mind. So we have that as well. And then you have the first game, yeah, with the Raptor egg. Um, you know, it's that's just really cool. And here's the thing. It's you it's a, a throwback, but it's so at the same time for Raptors as a porter, but as a game, is it really that special? So it's kind of a down period. It's not full of tension like room number four. It's not full of upset stomachs like room number two. It's the downturn game where you can go get some food, go to the bathroom. You know, you could call <laughs> your loved ones. You can watch the game. You can enjoy it. It's the most down-tuned game that we have, and it's a nostalgia factor. And then you go nuts with the game-winning, championship-winning game. I'm going room number three. For me, it's a no-brainer. For me, it's actually a no-brainer, room number three. I am absolutely shocked that all three of us are going to choose the same room. I really? thought that we would come with, like, Different reason. Anyways, I went with so much for social three. distancing. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? We're gonna have to share this room. Um, yeah, and, and you guys listed all the great reasons there. I think that uh, you know hindsight's twenty twenty. I, I think as a basketball fan too. I mean, um, getting to witness uh, if I was trapped in a room and I got to watch the the Miami Heat and the Super Team, that's fine. Like it's mm -hmm. fine that you know knowing that even if the Raptors lost that game, that you know they're that both teams were on to to greener pastures after specifically the raptors so yeah i'm 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 going with room three um i already outlined to you guys why i'm not choosing game four there's too much anxiety there i briefly debated room number two and i think that the thing with room number one is room number one it doesn't hit all the extremes that all the other rooms do right. it doesn't hit the high highs nor does it hit the low lows um you're kind of going into that room just to be safe you know so uh, you know, for me, it was between two and three and I went with three because I can, I'm almost at the point now where I can recite to you every single play of the game six against the Warriors because, um, yeah, I could, I could continue watching that every day. So mm -hmm. that's my choice. Thanks Very. for playing along guys. Very nice. Well done with this, man. This was, this was a lot of fun. Uh, I can't believe that we went this long of, of explaining all rooms but it, it was needed it was definitely needed and it's nice to th talk about like some some gut punch games and obviously some some great games too but you know this was a lot of fun man i i congratulate you on doing this thank you thank you yeah this is this is fantastic this was a lot of fun uh before we before we get into the break uh i want you guys to let, let you know again you can ch check us out at that's a rap pod on twitter and also find us on on instagram man that we're, we're gonna try to get as many followers as we can there uh, we're a little new to the ig stories and the ig and everything like that but follow us there uh you won't regret it but until then let's take a break and we'll come back and talk about some playoffs Thanks again for listening to That's a Wrap. That was part one of this episode. Check out part two coming out on Sunday. Until then, check us out on That's a Wrap Pod on Twitter and follow us on IG at That's a Wrap Podcast. Talk to you guys soon.